Oh, it's been a minute as we've been battling the flu, RSV, Corona, whatever it can be. For the last two weeks, we've all been ill, but sports carry on. And so do we, so we're back to talk about everything we've missed. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with... Mr. Brown. And... Canadian Biggie. Guys, I've missed you terribly. How are you? Thanks. <laughs> uh, well, I'm doing great, um, other than the migraine, but I felt like it's been long enough to where I needed to pursue through this. So I, I probably am not doing you favors by yelling into the microphone to start off. No, uh, I fine. apologize. We're used to you yelling at us, <laughs> like children. Uh, well, yeah, cat cat herder. I don't know, uh, Biggie. How the hell are you? We had to go jump your uh, work vehicle earlier tonight, so I feel like I'm a productive member of uh, your workforce now. Damn jalopy! I'm billing them for every hour until I got home in that thing. <laughs> Why not? Oh man! So guys, you know we we have missed uh, you know the last couple weeks of NFL. We've missed some college football stuff. Just a lot's happened. Let's just start off with the news tonight because we got some baseball stuff going on and Mr. Brown's got a migraine. So let's get him in his specialty before we get too far into the world of migraine. But hopefully that coffee does you wonders. Uh, we got our uh, major league superlatives out there. MVPs announced tonight. Uh, your, your Cy Youngs, all that good stuff. So you just want to kind of start from the top, like your overall takeaway on just how you feel? Or Biggie looks like he's really wanting to insert something here. I just have one question for him. As they've announced all the awards now, a Brave won Rookie of the Year is who you thought would win Rookie of the Year for the Braves. Uh, I feel like if Strider would have went in the rotation immediately, he would have won because um, he's only like one of four pitchers to do what he did. Um, but Michael Harris was no joke, man. He'd have put up Julio Rodriguez numbers had he started the season yep. in Atlanta, maybe yep. even better numbers, to be honest, because he had a higher batting average. He was still right there at the 2020 club. I was almost surprised they didn't go co-rookie of the year because it was that close, um, but I can't get mad either way. I hate co-awards. No, I agree it's with that. the stupidest crap ever. I agree should be that. illegal. I, I can't get mad at Money Mike, uh, but – the mustache down in Atlanta with Strider is – he is a cult hero already in his rookie season. When they already have the uh, walk through the gate and get the fake mustache right. thing for all the kids and you've only had like 11 starts. That's good marketing, man. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. So let's let's go to – you want to start with the Cy Youngs because you – Well, we started with the rookies. So we, we talked about Michael Harris and then Julio Rodriguez and A.L. Julio was, was slam dunk, right? It was really between yeah. him and then uh, Bobby Witt Jr. came on strong. And who else was there in A.L.? Uh, there's someone I'm thinking of. Oh, uh, the, Blake. everyone kept saying uh, Pena for the Astros. Yeah. But you got to remember, this isn't a postseason award. It's only regular season right. implications. So um, Julio was the right guy. Pena's kind of old as a rookie, too. He's like 24. Speaking of Pena, though, can we at least take a minute and reflect back on the wonderful sight that was Correa interviewing Pena, like, during the World Series? So I didn't catch that that night. I saw it the next day in a meme, and that was awesome. Correa leaves to go to the Twins for the big money, and then he's interviewing the guy who took his spot. He, he's a free agent now, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's not coming back to Houston. Well, and then Pena, he's, he's a son of a former major leaguer. 
Yeah. Uh, but you could tell um, the spotlight wasn't too big for him. Batting number two in the Houston lineup, he, he wasn't scared. He, he showed up and he shined when the lights were the brightest. See, this is how much time we've missed. I don't think we've even discussed the World Series on the show since then. And, I, and we can't go back in time that much, so we're not going to do that. But, yeah, a lot's happened. Uh, the All right, Cy Young stuff. Let's go there. All right, so NL was a slam dunk. Uh, Sandy Alcantara for the Florida Marlins. How many Miami Marlins, Marlins? How many Marlins have won the Cy Young now? I'd say it was this number one. Is it? I don't. Who would have won another one? Didn't the guy that died in the boat crash was right now? Um, Jose about. Fernandez. Yeah. yeah, he was in there. And then they've had to have had one that was like a one-off, That's like what a Josh Beckett. Like, I, I don't know. Well, maybe the real Kevin series, Brown. Maybe I'm way him. off base, but I felt like there's been some Josh other... Beckett. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Anyways. Dontrell Willis. <laughs> yeah. Sandy is a flashback workhorse. He had he led the league in six complete games, and he had more than several teams by himself. Well, I, I was going to say, how many complete games were there altogether? Eight? Like, he probably is the, the throwback workhorse. Well, he had 200, I believe, 228 innings. Um, but, like, so he was one of those pitchers that was like, you know, I'm not happy with a quality start. And he was one of those pitchers that's like, I don't care how many times through the order I am. Let me work out of some jams that I get in. And Kevin Millar said it perfectly today on MLB Network was like, you got to have that eye test that says, you know, yeah, he might give up a, a blooper in the box score in the seventh inning. That don't mean you pull him automatically. Let's see what the guy's got on the next hitter. I think it's perfect to – bookend that with him being a workhorse as a young guy in the National League for Verlander to win it in the American League as just a complete, you'll never see him again. He'll throw 99 in the eighth inning on his 107th pitch, 39 years old, after blowing his elbow out. You just don't see that anymore. To see a guy win the Cy Young in each league like that gives me a little bit of hope baseball might come back to what it should be. You do know how they ended up. He ended up in Florida, right, with the Marlins? Uh, refresh the audience's uh, memory here because I feel I, I think I do, but I can't. It was like a three for one or a four for one, but the other ones are irrelevant. Uh, but they basically traded him for Marcelo Zuna. Ozuna, yep. there you go. <laughs> uh, I think that worked out well for the for the Marlins. I think it did. Sometimes you know you, you get you get get it right, and you're not always just sending your players away. So, so. Uh, NL is perfect. Uh, Verlander coming back to win the AL Cy Young is the first time that a pitcher has won the Cy Young after coming back from Tommy John surgery in history of baseball. That might be a new precedent, though. I think we'll see that happen more often than not. At the ripe old age of 39. Yeah. Well, he's he's got a young man's game, both on the diamond and off the diamond. So, you know. And we saw that uh, Kate Upton's <laughs> not going to be like Giselle and make him retire. She said he's going to allow to play the game he loves no. for as long as he wants. Man, I saw some uh, videos. And then come home to these fun bags. That's right. <laughs> Those fun bags during uh, the World Series were yeah. – uh, she was defending his honor <laughs> with fans. Did you see that? Yeah, like with those Phillies fans in front of her were talking shit. And she was talking Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like scoreboard. Yep. I mean, she she wasn't backing down. Like, like, you don't have to do that. But she's like in the thick of it there. No no box seat for her. You yeah. Know? So that's a little different. So props to if you needed another reason to think Kate Upton was that chick. There you go. So we can we can all agree he goes at least three more seasons, right? If not more. Yeah, unless there's something catastrophic that yeah. ends it out of his control, I'd say he pitches until he's I mean, at least forty. The question would be like, is he going to break down? But like. This would have been the year he showed the breakdown. 
Because he just had the Tommy John. He came back. He's already in his late 30s. But, like, his motion and wind-up is so fluid. He oh, throws it is. hard and it looks effortless. That's why I think that he's got a chance to pitch another three really good chances. I mean, you're not, you're, you're not wrong. I think he's going to go into his 40s easily. All right, and then I posted it today because he joined the three Cy Young club with uh, Kershaw and Scherzer. And all three of those pitchers that are currently still pitching are all in the 70s for their war. So they're already at Hall of Fame caliber levels right now if they retired right now. There's fun conversation with who might be better amongst all those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mr. Brown and I were talking earlier. It's – I don't think it's going to be. I think now it is Verlander. You know, uh, the the war between them all is like a, is a five. You know, just the difference between them. So Between all three of them. Appreciate what Top you got. Bottom, yeah. Appreciate what you got right now. You're, you're watching three Hall of Famers slowly wind down their career. And, you know, for those that don't like the war numbers and all that stuff, you know, you can't go off of 200 wins or 300 wins and things like that uh, nowadays. So just look at what they're – performance has been on the field their era their whip their ability to dominate a game and you know high 70s for well, all of them as we get into the next award we're going to talk about a unicorn and that's all what was almost what verlander is going out here because if he gets to 300 wins he'll be the last pitcher to do it so so let's jump in ever the, <laughs> ever let's go to the mvp conversation so we'll start with the nl because uh, it was uh, more than just one name or two names. There was a few there at the top, but, uh, I mean, there was probably two. Goldschmidt and Machado were your probably front runners there. Goldschmidt gets the award. Uh, didn't split with uh, Arenado. Uh, you know, so are you surprised? Are you okay with it? Do you think Machado should have got it? I mean, I, I'm fine with the, um, either Goldschmidt or Machado. I personally would have went Machado just given the fact that he did what he did and the Padres wouldn't have been in the playoffs given what happened to Tatis. Dude, he put that team on his back. But man. like with Goldschmidt, he's got Arenado and they have each other essentially. So um, they didn't trade for Soto till the trade deadline. So Machado, he, he's so good in the field and he was just consistent with the bats. So oh, for me, it's Machado, but I, I can't get mad about Goldschmidt either. No. Nope. Because Goldschmidt actually had a higher war, but. Uh, I, th- I think a, a good defensive third baseman means more than a good defensive first baseman, and the, and the offensive numbers were comparable. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's hard to bring defense into it unless somebody's just really an outlier defensively as being really good or really bad. Uh, because you know, let's be honest, most of these guys are pros. They're going to, especially in the infield, they're going to be pretty decent no matter what. But yeah, it's a lot different playing the hot corner than it is first base. Um, hey, anybody about- can play first base. <laughs> yeah, anybody. Cecil <laughs> I mean, Fielder did for Christ's sake. <laughs> How hard um, is it yeah. to play first base? Yeah, it's very hard. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> What did he say? We'll teach him how to do it. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, is that, uh, and I just lost what I was doing. It's all good. The, the, um, you know, we, we talked about Tatis being out and Machado. Oh, yeah, yeah, Machado. So how is it that we have that he has this black eye on his reputation and now he's gone to, like, the voice of reason, you know, and he's, like, the, the mature one with Tatis going out and Machado's, like, leading him to the promised land. Machado's older now. Has he's, he grown up? He's grown up a little bit. He's not cleating everybody when he yeah, slides. Yeah. He's not stepping on feet yet. I mean, just got to give it time. He'll, he'll, he'll do it again. But, yeah. nah, you know, I – Machado, you know, he he might have done some things in the past. It's a little chippy or childish. But at the same time, I think he is a hell of a competitor. He showed that. And, yep. you know, for a team that could have just been really pissy about things and wanted to pack it up, the Padres did not. Uh, so, yeah, man, I think he, he gets to be a big part of the reason why. Um, 
But uh, I, I guess uh, my question, I was going to ask you, Big, yeah, I asked Mr. Brown this. Uh, Goldschmidt has been in the top tier of MB, MVP voting a couple times. You feel like that had anything to do with maybe he can get him getting a slight edge, like just the fact he's... I do, because you're in, it's like an in-the-neighborhood award. You know, the old right. play at second base, you didn't have to touch the bag, they'd still give you the out. It's like, all right, he's been here before, and there's no one clearly ahead of him. It's his turn. I think he's finished second twice, if I'm not mistaken, or at least been in the top five several times. So, anyway, good for you, Mr. Goldschmidt. Now, let's go over to the AL, where if you're simply just looking at statistics and paper... There's no question who the MVP should be. Uh, and, and maybe it's just going to come down to having absolutely historical runs for you to take it from Shohei Otani because Otani didn't win. It goes to Aaron Judge. And I, I think uh, I've said, we've said, at least I know I have, that Judge would win just because Otani won it last year. Yeah. And you, you don't want to go to the well again, even though Otani. Uh, probably should have won it, but I don't know. Mr. Brown, how do you feel about the AL's award? I would have voted for Otani, um, but I can't get mad about Judge winning it. Obviously, like you said, he broke the AL home run record. Um, it's going to take a historical season for anyone to beat Otani in this award, given the fact he stays healthy. So I want to say this to the audience real quick. So there's four teams in baseball this year that had 30 home run, 90 RBI hitters, plus a pitcher with an ERA under 250, okay? The Braves had Olsen and Riley, 30 and 90, with Max Fried as the pitcher. That's a playoff team. Yep. The Blue Jays had Vlad Guerrero Jr., 30 and 90, and Manoa, the playoff pitcher. Playoff team. Playoff team. Manoa. Houston had Alvarez and Tucker, 30 and 90. Ooh, World Series champs. Mm. Verlander, the pitcher. And the Angels had Otani. Otani. Yeah. <laughs> 3090. Not in the playoff team, sir. But he's doing it all. To put that in perspective just blows your mind because you're essentially saying that, like, Otani is like your Riley and he's your Max Freed. Yep. Um, It just blows my mind. So I can't get mad that Judge won because he broke Maris's record. But like I said, short of that, Otani's going to win every year unless he's hurt. How many many, uh, strikeouts did Judge throw this year? But he played the outfield. What was his whip? He didn't just uh, DH. He didn't take days off. Oh, yeah. Don't let him rest his arm. You know, maybe if Otani could pitch with both hands, he would have won. That's what it comes down to. He needs to be amphibious. That's right. <laughs> I don't hate the judge won it, but I will say if instead of 62 home runs, he had hit 56, he wouldn't have won it. He had to get the record. Yes. He had to get the record. Um, that, that's I, I'm not convinced of anything otherwise. That's, so that's what it's going to take. Yep. Does he remain in New York? No, I think he's going to be San Francisco Giant. Yep, he's going to San Fran. I think he stays in New York. Right. He might. New York will throw as much money at them as as they possibly can, more than anybody else can. You got to think too the legacy part. You know, there's just something about being a Yankee. Like if, if, if you, you could be a there. lifetime Yankee. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're right there on the like. No, I'm not saying you're on the rush more, but you're in forever in uh, baseball it's lore. Like, it's like, well, not only we're going to resign you, we're going to call you the captain now. I think they could drop that C to convince him to come back. Yep, you got Monument Park back there. Everybody dreams about being in there if you're a Yankee. Man, I'd love to see him go to San Fran. To be honest, but I don't hit, see it happening. Hit some big splash bombs every Oppo night. Field, Oppo yeah. Taco. Yeah, let's get it. But 
We'll see how it goes. That's the great thing about baseball. We got hot stove. I would say we probably won't talk much baseball the rest of the year, but I'm sure there'll be the news and notes that come out during the hot stove. We're already seeing some of that stuff happen now. Uh, but uh, at the end of the show, we'll give you guys a little bit of baseball trivia, but it's actually related to hockey. I know that makes no sense, but stay tuned. Tom Glavin. That's it. Stay tuned to the end of the show. We're going to talk a little hockey and baseball and see if these guys can name some uh, some good numbers here. But uh, good baseball talk. Y'all ready to move on? Let's do it. All right, let me get a break. Yippee-ki-yay. All right, so, uh, you know, we don't talk a ton of college football, but you know, the playoff uh, committee keeps coming out each week, and we keep getting a little bit of tweaks and changes here because things have uh, not gone the way the committee probably wants it to because TCU is in the top four right now. Is the Horn Frog going to survive the season and make it all the way into the playoff? They're going to go undefeated all the way through. A bunch of heartbreakers, three-point wins, seven-point wins. The committee's not going to want them in there, but they're going to make it. So... They are definitely the least impressive of the teams in yes. the top four. Georgia, 10-0, are they going to win out? Yeah, I think their only loss might come in the SEC title game, but uh, I think that Again, they're going to Against who? LSU. LSU's in the driver's yeah. seat. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly making magic happen down there. So. Well, fuck Brian Kelly. He <laughs> killed a guy while he was at Notre Dame. And the only reason they might win that game is because he's so damn cringeworthy it'll happen. <laughs> So he just threw the shade about a video guy dying and uh, him being cringy all at once. Yeah. I like that. So you just miss Ed Ogeron, don't you? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Ohio State, 10-0. and And Michigan, 10-0. and Only it, one of them makes it, right? Here's why my USC Trojans get in. Michigan, Ohio State, one of them will knock the other one out. I think that LSU is higher, obviously, than uh, USC right now. LSU's got two losses, though. But LSU, even though they're higher at six, will lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, hopefully. So if I'm predicting, it's Georgia. TCU goes undefeated. USC sneaks in, and Michigan's in there because they beat Ohio State. You want you want USC in there bad, don't you? Oh, God, I don't. Is that, what's the love affair with Lincoln Riley for? Like, He's, I, he's not even liked, a SoCal guy. You know? I've always liked Lincoln Riley back to his playing days. I love what he does offensively. And then when he went out to USC, and this is just kind of the overall fan. I mean, like, if pro football, it's good. If, say, if the Raiders are good, right? Or we don't like the Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants, that sort of stuff. For college football, USC needs to be good. The West Coast needs to be alive, and they have been dead now for a while. It's been maybe Oregon will have a year. Put USC back in there. That's the next Alabama. Alabama started to take a little bit of a dip. Go USC for the rest of this decade. They'll win four times. So Oregon's got two losses. Their season's done, correct? Yes. All right, so LSU's got two losses, and their season's not done. Because they're in the SEC. Right, and they have a chance to beat the number one overall team if they do their job and they play Georgia. And that's why there's people out there saying LSU will be the first two-loss team to get in. Yep. Which, if they were to win out, I I could see them in a four. So if TCU loses a game. Like they, they're done. They're There's done. no way they can. Because what's their quality loss. win? They don't have one. Right. It's it's been a bunch of middle of the road, yep. decent teams, nothing crazy, and you don't look dominant at all. So TCU's got to take care of business. Tennessee is nine and one, and are not. They're not going to make the SEC title game. Nope. If they're a one loss team, like, is there a scenario that you put them in instead of LSU? You think LSU? 
wins the SEC. Georgia has one loss. Tennessee has one loss. There's no way you could put Tennessee in ahead of Georgia, and then you'd have LSU who would have jumped them in the rankings. But so I'm just saying, this is why it gets crazy, and this yeah. is why they're expanding the playoffs. So Georgia, well, I agree. If that were the scenario, Tennessee deserves to be in ahead of LSU because because Georgia will have Tennessee lost whipped to a, to that ass team. when they played LSU this right. year. And so, like, you, you could end up with some weird scenario where three SEC schools could make it. Oh, no. I mean, think yeah. about it. Nobody wants to see that, but no it's No wonder Biggie's clamoring for USC so much. Everyone's tired of the SEC. You're, you're, so you're probably going to get at least one Big Ten no matter what. Like, it's going to be Ohio State or Michigan. Guaranteed. Yeah. So that, that helps. Don't know about TCU. If they go undefeated, then that's two. Then you're getting two SEC. Because Clemson's too far down. They're a lot like TCU, right? The ACC is done. The Big Ten gets one guarantee. The Big 12 only gets one if TCU goes undefeated. If TCU loses, those other three spots will be filled up by two SEC teams and maybe USC if they went out. So North Carolina with one loss, if they they played Clemson and Clemson beat, that doesn't help them at the end? They don't have name recognition. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's why it took TCU so long to get in the top four and undefeated. Do you think if Oklahoma or Texas or Baylor were undefeated at the same point as TCU, they'd have been ranked seven uh, if, or eight? If it would have been Oklahoma or Texas, they're definitely in there. Yep. You know, even Oklahoma State might have been in there, you know. So, anyway, if you're not paying attention, the next couple weeks are going to be extremely exciting. The only thing that sucks is I feel like, don't the SEC always have these really shitty games right now? And then like, they finish with a yeah, strong Yeah, like, like here in, in the latter part of November, like you're going to get like Wolford and like Central Carolina or some stupid team when you're It seems scheduled. like usually this weekend is their shit game weekend and then Thanksgiving Before week they rivalry week. You know, yeah. they, they you know, Alabama never wants to play Auburn after playing Ole Miss. They got to play, you know, the Arkansas school, the deaf and the blind. Yep. You know, that's just the way it goes. The other thing about me wanting USC in there is Caleb Williams is the most gifted quarterback in the country. I'd love to see him in the playoff. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so before we uh, jump off of college athletics altogether, early college basketball season, you know, it's a little tougher to track because we talk about the transfer portal all the time in football. In basketball, you legit have teams that have completely retooled and started over. Um, we're obviously Big 12 fans because of uh, West Virginia, but Texas just took Gonzaga to the woodshed last Wasn't night. Beat by 20? Beat them by 20. Uh, and you're at that early part of the season where you got a lot of early tournaments, and those things are always great. We had the Battleship game the other day. Uh, anything stand out to you early in college basketball, or is it just wide open? There ain't no clear-cut teams, are there? No, not right now. Duke's top stud is out. I'd like to see what they look like with Shire there. It's weird. Coach K was at Duke longer than any of us three were alive. It's so <laughs> weird to have him not be on the sidelines. Uh, UNC returned everyone. They should be dominant. Kansas – Beat Duke last night. Uh, Bill Self South four games. We'll see. Kansas is always Kansas. Michigan State's been impressive so far. They had a double overtime victory over Kentucky uh, night before last. They looked real good. I love how they get this right in college basketball. Could you imagine if college football did the same thing where there was every non-conference, like big marquee matchup to start the season off? Like, yeah. That's phenomenal. The other thing about the Texas Gonzaga game, that's what, you know, the big marquee non conference matchup. Texas, me and you have talked about this before. Chris Beard down there, he's a dynamic coach, had Texas Tech in the Final Four. You go to Texas where your resources are unlimited. Look for Texas to be the next school that 
is known for football that becomes a basketball school. They they are because they're they're going to they will win a national title with Chris Beard. I really believe that. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be different, though, because they're not going to be in the Big 12 very much longer. So, will that translate? I think that actually helps him because – better because the, the SEC, SEC is not a basketball. you got Kentucky yeah. and who? Auburn. Auburn and Alabama occasionally. Florida some years. South Carolina is nothing anymore. I mean, who – Missouri's what? dog crap. I, I mean, Texas a and is no good. You'll get four or five tournament teams out of the SEC, but, the, but there's 14 schools there now. Yep. The Big 12 – You'll get seven out of ten teams. So, yeah, you're going to the SEC. You're going to whip up on people a little more over there. Yeah, if you look at the Big 12 this year, there's only a couple teams that might not make the tournament Pinot plays out. I don't know what Texas Tech's got going on. West Virginia's looked good so far. It's only been through three games. But I think that when you look at the top six or seven in that conference, they're guaranteed locks. So that's 70% of your conference. In the SEC, you can't even get 35%. Uh, So – I don't know if everybody followed all that or not, but there's a lot going on in college basketball. It's dicey. Tons of talent out there. And uh, you know what's interesting above everything else is nobody's really recruiting the the high school talent like they were. Uh, it's all, uh, who can I get out of the transfer portal? I think the, the only high school kids that are going to be recruited are the schools that are still do it. Yeah. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. They'll still take those kids, the, the cream of the crop, but – do you see the interview with Huggins? So talking uh, about recruiting. Yeah, he, he said it's why, why go get an unproven commodity when you can go get that. But here, here's something else I was going to bring up. I can't remember the school. It's I think it might be UCLA or it could be USC for college basketball, right? So you know you have all these trusts now that have come together and they're putting money out to keep these kids in school. And they were asking like, all right, so you got a five star guy? Like, what are you paying these kids? And they said, you know, those unnamed sources are like, well, the salary for a G League player is going to be $100,000 a year, so that's what we'll pay them. We'll pay them. And they're not paying everybody that, but they're paying some of these top guys a hundred. That's just that. That's on the NIL just for that one player. Here's a hundred grand to not go play in the G League. And yeah, I mean, that's well, really what you probably got to do because the NBA had been building the G League to try yep. to farm these kids. That's a pretty good example. If you look at Oscar fucking Shebway, who left West Virginia <laughs> last year, he could have left and went pro, and there was people kind of leaning that way towards him. What you, happened? You know a Kentucky, he's making six figures. A Kentucky booster came out, and they gave him a. It's rumored like a quarter million dollar deal to stay in school this year. Yeah, and, and you know he, he's probably going to be up for Player of the Year again, and, and all that. So I mean, is that worth the investment? We've said for years that. You know, these are money machines. It's big business. Uh, even your your ADs, West Virginia is trying to find an AD right now. They won't hire a sports guy. They'll go hire somebody that's a business guy. You'll go find an entrepreneur to run it because that's what you need in today's age. I mean, it's not like it used to be at all. Yeah, we're looking at uh, the five candidates I saw. I like the one from LSU because that's where he's been on their money marketing side down there. Yeah, and that's what, that's what it's going to come down to. You don't need a guy that just knows – the compliance pieces of the NCAA and things like that anymore. Nobody cares. You know, the other thing I like about this with them paying these kids, say Oscar and the G League guys, so they would leave early to go get that 100000 West Virginia had this happen a lot with guys we, we thought should have played another year and they would leave. 
and then they end up playing overseas and they right. don't get their degree. But, but they're getting paid. But you, you pay them and they stay in school. Now that kid gets a degree that he can use later because that career is only going to last so hey, long. I would much rather the best college basketball players stay and play college basketball than go be the starting you know guard for Estonia's you know premier team or something. I don't know. I, I, I'm not tuning in to uh, European basketball leagues. Well, they like to play in Russia sometimes. Yeah. Israel. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? Israel. I don't know. <laughs> how do you say, I say Israel? What Israel. Israel. Oh. How do you say how do you say caramel? Caramel. caramel. Car- <laughs> it was a fourth option I've never heard of before. Not caramel, not caramel, not caramel. He's like caramel. <laughs> don't you know? It's like a Werther's uh, original time now. Uh, all right, get you a cup of water, so we're gonna come back talk NFL. You know, every week we put out our uh, NFL power rankings, and for the first time since we've ever started doing it, we made a revision after we posted it, just because we all looked at our own rankings and said, how in the hell do we have the Jets better than the 49ers? And uh, we conceded and changed it five minutes after we put it up. You guys still stand by that. Are the Niners a top 10 team in the NFL right now? I had them at nine in my rankings, so I say yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I had them at, uh, at 10. I would have had them a little bit higher, but they were just kind of disappointing to me last Sunday night. Coming off the bye week with all the trades they made and moves they made, guys getting healthy, I just expected more, I guess. I just don't think they the Jets would beat them. I'm just leaving it at that. Okay. So, But anyway, to the top of it, Chiefs were number one for us. Are the Chiefs the best team in the NFL right now? Yes. Why? Uh, because offensively, even when you think you got them throttled, like when they were playing the Titans the other night, Patrick Mahomes does whatever he needs to to get them down the field in position to win, and their defense has been playing a little bit better. Would they be that much better if they still had Tyreek Hill? Are they still missing that, or are they about the same no matter what? I mean, obviously they're missing it. I mean, why wouldn't they be missing it? Would you rather have him or Juju? I mean, come on. Miko Hardman. Yeah, I mean, clearly they'd be better, but Mahomes is good at making weapons out of nothing, so. They got, uh, they got Valdez Scantling, too, man. Yeah. They like yeah. the guys. You got to have at least multiple names. That Tyreek Hill didn't work. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Montez Valdez Scantling, whatever his name is. They traded for Kadarius Tony, first round pick out of Florida for the Giants. They couldn't figure out how to use him his second game there. Touchdown. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a steal for them. It's weird. Kelsey had that four touchdown game, and they didn't, he didn't have a touchdown for like another month. Yet they just flow right on through there. Of course, you're going to miss Tyree Kill. I mean, he's making Tua look good. All right, so you had the uh, game of the year, I guess, between the, the Vikings and the Bills. Did you watch that game? Did you yes. see the end of it? And just what were your thoughts walking out of that one? It was crazy that they stuffed them on fourth down at the one, and it made me think of the Super Bowl Seahawks. Patriots, where it's right on the goal line. Everybody thinks it's over, but you still got to get that clean snap and you got to get out. Josh Allen, Buffalo, they couldn't do that. Poor center exchange covered in the end zone. Vikings take the lead. Oh my God, it's over. It's 30 27. Bills still go down, get a field goal. What do you think about Kirk Cousins and all these drifts? I like that as long as they keep winning, it don't matter. <laughs> Winning's the best deodorant. He's. He's, uh, he's he's wider than Russ Wilson. I saw this deal, and it said Kirk Cousins went from I'll have her home by nine to she calls me daddy now. <laughs> I don't know. You know, he's uh, he's rocking the gold jewelry and his uh, clothes he got from Kohl's. I mean, it's 
I, I've never seen a man make Cole's cash look so gangster. We'll see what he does this week. <laughs> Good it wasn't in prime time. Uh, all right. So, uh, you know, we had uh, the Eagles at three, Bills at four, Dolphins at five. So, uh, I, I'm just curious, Biggie. You've not been behind the Dolphins at all this year. I moved uh, them up this week. They have not lost a game when Tua plays the entire game, correct? True. All right. So, they beat bad teams, which they should. Um I will say this. These last two weeks, I've actually ended up watching a half of each of their games. And their offense has looked really good. And they went away from because there was times early in the year I'd watch them and I'd always see Tua underthrowing Tyreek deep. Now, instead of just a go where he underthrows him, he goes up the field, then he cuts over to catch that underthrowing ball, and then he goes up the <laughs> It's field. all part of the design. It's, it's what they practice. And with him and Waddle, that offense looking pretty nice. <laughs> All right, well, without further ado, you ready to get to these picks? Let's do it. Mr. Brown, you ready? I am ready. All right, so hit the music, Biggie. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) All right, so just to get everybody caught up to where we're at, Biggie is just a fraction under 500. Uh, I I sent it out earlier. What are you, like 70th, 90th, something? 90th. 90th. So we got to get you moved up, man. Uh, you're 71, 73, and 6. Mr. Brown, you passed me up, man. You're 66, 77, and 6. I'm 63, 81, and 6. So I got some ground to make up. We're going to start off with tonight's game. I'm the only one that took the Titans. So hopefully I can start off with a win on Thursday, and you guys can start off with the L, but we'll see how it goes. Hashtag fuck Chad. <laughs> that's, where, that's trending right behind Tay-Tay. Uh, what was the uh, money on tonight's game? Do you know, Mr. Brown? Do we know where uh, the, the money was coming out with the Titans and Packers? The, Packers. the money was all over the Titans tonight, 64%. Packers were a home dog. Titans, three and a half point favorite. Titans were a three and a half point dog. Oh, the Titans were a three and a half yeah. point. Ooh, I have that wrong. Well, I'm even better picking the Titans in. What, where was the money coming at, you said? 64% on Tennessee. All right. And it was three and a half, right? Yep. All right. So, let's go about our business here. The Bears at the Falcons. Man, that's definitely a 1 o'clock. Why couldn't they put that game on at 9 a.m.? I don't know. Maybe it'll be okay. I had to go with Mariotti on my fantasy team. Uh, Falcons at home to the Bears. Falcons three-point home favorite. I'll roll with the Bears on this. I saw a stat this week. The Bears have the first team in the history of the NFL to score 29 or more points three weeks in a row and lose all three. They'll win this one. Where's the money coming at? <laughs> uh, 72% on the, the Bears, and I'm going to take that money and go with the Bears. Uh, they've been making plays and calling plays to fit Fields' skill set. He's killing it in fantasy. I think the Bears are starting to hit their offensive stride. They might. I'm just going with the home team in this one. I'm just taking and the And you need Mariota. Yeah, and I need, I need to be committed to this game. So for me to want Mariota, I need to pick them to cover. So that's where I'm at. So uh, I get you the first lone wolf already off the bat. Well, I guess the second one. I give you my Titan. I can give you my Falcon. Ka-ka! Yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh, how about the uh, Browns and the Bills? The Bills seven and a half point spread. All the money that had been put in this game has been thrown away because they changed from Buffalo to Detroit. Uh, last time I did this was 2014, and I believe Buffalo won that game 38-3. I can't remember who they played. Where's the money at on this game? 
61% Buffalo. 61% on the Bills. I'm rolling with the money here. For me, it's easier to pick them to cover seven and a half now than it was when they were playing in three feet of snow because you never know what's going to happen six there. Six feet of snow. Six feet of snow. Awesome. Six feet of snow. Thank God Kyler Murray's not playing there. <laughs> Kyler Murray would not survive. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see him. He'd <laughs> be like my little chorky bouncing through the snow. Who uh, you got, Mr. Brown? Nah, I'm taking the Bills as well. Uh, I feel like they're probably pissed off that we don't know sports for dropping them down to number four in the power rankings, and they got to come out and dominate. You know what? They've lost two games in a row. they got to end the, end the slide here. This is where it happens. Uh, I think they, they take care of business. They went by like 10 or 12 here. But we, we gave them motivation, Bills we fans. Did. We did. That's bulletin board material. We know it's hanging in the, uh, in the offices right there. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill's dad puts us in a song this week. He might. He might. What would the song be? We, can we get, do we got any recommendations? Could it be uh, – I don't know. We, we're going to have to come back to that one. Uh, how about the uh, Eagles on the road to the Colts? The 1-0 Jeff Saturday-led Colts. Yet it didn't do them any favors for Vegas. Uh, the Eagles are favored by 6.5. The money's on? The money is currently 64% on the Eagles. Of course it is. Jeff Saturday, who I grew with Bill Cowher, it's an embarrassment to the coaching profession that you hired a guy who wouldn't take assistant job, but then you offer him the head position. He's like, oh, screw my kids. I called Tom Brady. He told me how to crap all over him and go back to football. He's looking across the field, thinks he sees Kyra Chandler. It's not. It's Nick Sirianni, the Eagles, coming off a bad loss, and they're going to win by two scores. So the guy on the couch from half-baked is 1-0. <laughs> yes. But... They played the Raiders, who's the only team that's probably more dysfunctional than the Colts are. So they allowed them to get there. The Eagles are coming off of uh, losing their first game of the season and letting the 72 Dolphins rejoice once again. So I feel like the Eagles are going to like steamroll Saturday and be like, go back to losing ways like you did in high school as a coach. <laughs> Saturday! Saturday, Saturday. No, not a chance. It's the Eagles running with this one all day long. They're, it's going to be like a 34 to, to 10 game or something like that. I like that score. Is Sam Allen? Matt Ryan's back in quarterback. Oh, no, I was going to ask. Guess who's playing? It doesn't matter who's playing the quarterback. It's going to be an ass whooping of uh, Philly proportions. So let's go to, uh, I think this game's super interesting. The JETS Jets, Jets, Jets on the road to New England. The Patriots, three and a half point. Home favorite. The money's on. 54% on the Jets. Hmm. So, last time we had this game, the Jets were riding high. The Patriots asserted their continuous dominance here. Does this happen again? You're damn right it does. Patriots coming off a bye week. I don't care what Zach Wilson's coming in there, flipping the bird, slapping a boob. It don't matter. Patriots by 10. See what a slap Wilson's mom's boob. That's what, what he said? said. That's what he said. I'll follow him in any night. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the Pats. I like the fact the way they've committed to the run and they're just they're managing the game well. Um, and then Brees Hall's absence is very clear for the Jets. Yeah, I mean it's definitely been a, a downward spiral for them, but uh, not necessarily the Costanza method. But I got to catch up some ground. I, I like. I think it's hard to beat a team twice in a year, and the Patriots aren't that good. Jets aren't that good either. I'm gonna take the Jets to actually go into Foxborough, and and I think they're gonna get this dub. So they're definitely not number ten. They're not number ten, but hey. They can be my 11. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, give me that J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets on the lone wolf. That was weak. That's, I already did it once. I didn't want to do it again. They don't get a strong one. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want to make an 
Airplane, airplane, yeah. open your... Yeah. Nobody can see what I'm doing to act like I'm feeding Mr. Brown right now. Mm. Um, <laughs> the Rams and the, the Saints. Goes wild. They go mild. Uh, Rams and the Saints, New Orleans. Three and a half point home favorite in the Dome. Mr. Brown, where's the money at? You got 61% coming in on New Orleans. New Orleans? I'll take the Saints in the Dome. It looks to me like a lost season for the Rams, even though I mean the Saints looked pretty bad last week too, but I'll take them in this one. Uh, I'm going with the Saints as well. No cup. And who's their quarterback now? John Wolford. Yeah, it's so bad. Who? Uh, exactly. Um, the, the Red Rifle is going to just put people's eyes out with these BBs he's throwing at his receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a Bengals fan – yeah, I'm disappointed how the season's gone. We're, we're still in the midst of a, of a playoff run and all that. But then I look over at the Rams, and it's like they won the Super Bowl. It could be worse. But at what cost? Yeah. You know, and it's it's not looking good for them. Uh, the Red Rifle, my Cincy fandom's going to have me pulling for the Saints here. Uh, I think they win this game easy, and I think the Rams' season will be shut down after this, this week. It's going to be so bad. Uh, so we're across the board on the Saints. The Lions on the road to the Meadowlands. The Giants, three-point home favorite. 77% rolling in on the G-Men. Give me the G-Men. Got to roll with money here. You know what's weird is even though it's 77% with the Giants, I was – I really want to take the Lions for some reason, and I can't explain it. Just my gut. But I got to go with the G-Men. Kneecaps, man. I just, I really feel strongly that if the Lions cover this on Sunday, I'm going to text you guys and say I, I should have went with it. I, I can put it in for the Lions. Uh, you know, I, I'll uh, go ahead and do that for you. Uh, the Lions. So. <laughs> uh, now, we're across the board on the Giants. I, I, I know, like, we want the Lions to do well. They're fun. The coach is fun. Uh, but the Giants, man, they are – these are the games they win, right? Like, what's their record? Seven and two? Something like that? They, they beat all the teams they're supposed to beat. And this is the team they're supposed to beat, and that's what they're going to do. And it's a small spread, three points. It, it's probably going to be a push. How about that? How will you feel if it's a push? Will that make you feel better? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> take that out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about – this is a, the biggest uh, spread of the week is in Baltimore as the Ravens are hosting the Baker Mayfield-led Carolina Panthers. 13, big-ass spread. And 64% is coming in on Carolina. This is one of the weirder games of the week to pick because you got the Panthers coming out the Thursday night game, so they're on like a mini-buy. You got the Ravens coming in on a full-buy, and the Ravens are so much better, but that's just way too many points for me to not take the Panthers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with the Panthers as well. I don't I don't think Baltimore is good enough to warrant that big of a spread. So I, I've already picked the Panthers, but I you guys picking the Panthers makes me feel like maybe we're all gonna get this game terribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I should switch to the, the Ravens right now. Because if the Ravens win like forty two to twenty, would you be surprised? No, not at all. No. Well but, the last time I picked the Panthers to cover. They played your Bengals, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, and that was uh, that was an ugly game. So, yes. Ah, we're across the board of the Panthers. I can't talk myself. I thought out you switched. I can't talk myself out of it. Uh, the Washington emails on the road to the Houston Texans. Give three points to the Commanders. Eighty-two percent on the emails. Mm. Dude, I'm riding Riverboat Ron and the Fighting Heineke's. They All are. Right. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it the Fighting Heineke's or is Wentz coming back? 
Uh, this week or next, they were saying that he could return because they're having a big debate about who could start. Riverboat Ron is going to roll with Heineke. They're if winning games. If you are a Commanders fan, you need to go make sure that Carson Wentz gets the flu or maybe has an unhealthy flight of stairs in his future. I, you need to ride Heineke, right? I think so. Heineke needs to get a beer commercial also. A little Kid Rock, drink miss- me about 20 Heineken. How are we missing this? Like, I don't understand. Mr. Speaking Brown. of beers... Um, we posted all the fe- uh, quarterbacks as females, and Mills was the best one with uh, her giraffe necks. And <laughs> how many long neck bottles would it take long for you to get that? Long neck See, Seeing how all of us have been uh, sober since uh, at least two months, uh, as far as alcohol goes, probably three. That's all it would take. And then somebody said, <laughs> somebody I ain't said I ain't on the page, I ain't, I ain't long enough for that deep throat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's the type of can't miss content. That, yeah, we get that's right. No sports. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going with the emails. Uh, I'm also taking the emails. Like I said, I'm just, they're a different team with uh, Heineke in there. And they, you know, even Scary Terry's a different player with Heineke in there. Uh, you can't convince me otherwise. So uh, I, I'm there with you guys. How about the, uh, all right, Raiders and Broncos. Broncos are only getting two and a half. Uh, and Josh McDaniel got the, what usually is the dreaded vote of confidence, but whenever it comes from Mark Davis, I don't think it's the dreaded vote of confidence. I think it was really, we're going to support him. And the players were coming out, and they, they were really happy about that. But, Mr. Brown, are you happy about any of that? Listen. I am tired as hell of watching Derek Carr cry at press conferences. I don't give a shit how many tears you shed. I, we paying you for wins, not tears, brother. And I, I'm sorry. We got Devontae. I know Waller can't stay healthy, but his decision-making has gone downhill every single year. He's not a franchise quarterback, and we need to draft a quarterback like yesterday. All right, that being said, before you make your pick, uh, what's the money at on this one? Where, where's it coming in at? I, I'm just curious because this is only a two and a half point 67% spread. on Let's Ride. Ooh. All right, so I've told you all that I'm not going to pick either one of these teams for the rest of the season, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not picking this game. So we're going to say it was a uh, natural disaster. The game right. got canceled. No, I, I, you got to pick. I'm going with the Broncos because I refuse to pick the Raiders right now. That makes sense. I, I'm with you there. Where were you? Where you going? I'm rolling with the Raiders on this one. Eventually, that offense is going to put up one of those 38, 41 point games. Denver's defense is good, but Russell Wilson is so bad. I drafted him in fantasy. I cannot wait. So I can't pick did, him. Did all the the crying? The crying in football. There is crying in football. There it was. Uh, this is galvanizing the Raiders. And they're going to stand tall in this division road game and get that dub? Damn right. You're out of your damn mind. (laughs) I'm going to say it for the first time with feeling. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. I don't. You're Lone Wolf. The autumn wind is a radar. The autumn wind. Kid is standing. He's a crybaby bitch. John Madden. Baby back bitch. Richie Incognito. <laughs> Barrett Robbins. The Rich Romanowski. Played for both. The ghost of Chucky. <laughs> it's the Romanowski bowl. How he does the coin toss? All right, how about the uh, Dallas Cowboys going into Minnesota? Is this a letdown game for Minnesota? The Cowboys are favored, though, one and a half. That defense is not anything to slouch at. 
But uh, man, the Vikings just keep finding a way and the money's on. 63% on Minnesota. Ooh, Minnesota. Hey. Minnesota. Oh, hey, hey. You know what uh, you know what a Minnesota housewife says when she's having a good night with her husband? No, no, no. Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh jeez. Oh crap. <laughs> Oh, golly gee, Shocker Walker. I gotta tell you, this game they also, is... They also love Taco Tuesday. You like tacos? Oh, wow. Well, well, it's fly, fly Let's get back Friday. to drinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this game's really tough to pick because I feel like it is a letdown game for the Vikings, but it's not a primetime game, and I feel like... Uh, this team this year plays every game close and may find a way to win at the end. Give me the Vikings. How in the hell are the Vikings an underdog at home against the Cowboys? I have no idea. I can't explain. To me, if the Vikings were a three-point favorite, I'd still pick the Vikings. So, I mean, we're Vikings across the board here. And, and like, look, Cowboys could go in there and do their thing. Their defense is great. Uh, I haven't seen anything. Now, wait a minute. Is Zeke going to play, though? If Zeke's going to sit this one out again, then maybe the Cowboys with Pollard going nuts. Like, we're not, are we thinking about that? Are we? Do we need to rethink this, or is it good? Uh, I don't think it matters. All right, Vikings across the board. Skull and tackles. Uh, so, the Bengals and the Steelers, they, they opened up the year. The Bengals took that L. That was where we saw that they still can't pass protect. The Steelers have been better lately. Uh, I guess they've just been getting healthy. And, uh, yeah, Steelers at home giving four to the Bengals. Where's the money at? The money is on the Cincinnati Bengals, but not by a large margin, 52%. Yeah, it's a tough game, tough game here. So, I mean, I'm taking my Bengals. I'm just getting it out of the way and telling you I'm going to day. They need this one. If they're going to make the playoffs, this is a game they have to win. Four-point favorite? I'm rolling with the Bengals. Coming off the bye week. Exactly. I like the Bengals as well, but I mean, you you got uh, Pickett showing flashes. I mean, at least he's trying to show he's at least fighting. But uh, I gotta go Cincinnati. There's too many weapons. Yeah, I mean, uh, how, how does Pittsburgh hang with them? I don't know. I mean, by getting nine sacks, probably that's yeah, the only way out. Go. So hopefully that didn't happen. So we're Bengals across the board. All right, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs on the road to L.A. where they're playing the Chargers, and this is a game that I feel like could be a high-scoring affair. Maybe not. The Chiefs are favored by five. Where's the money at? 70% on KC. Mm. Well, Biggie, who you got? Earlier in the year in the same game, I took the uh, Chargers to cover. It was like a four-point spread, and I did it because these games are always tight, and they typically play towards overtime. The Chargers are so banged up right now that I think the Chiefs go in there and win by at least a touchdown. Let's take the Chiefs to cover. And I feel like there were such high expectations on the Chargers building off of uh, Herbert's year last year, and it's been a, like a colossal letdown compared to expectations for me. So I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, I'm with the Chiefs, too. Just the, the comparison real quick on Herbert. Herbert and Burrow are going to be linked to each other for a long time, right? They both yeah. came out. But anyway, they're, they both seem to have regressed a little bit. Like, And I haven't watched enough of L.A. to tell you exactly why. I know he's been banged up with the sore ribs and everything, but maybe that's what it comes down to. If you don't give these young quarterbacks time, this is what's happening. He's banged up, and he's throwing to DeAndre Carter and Jordan Palmer, who yeah. aren't bad, but that's because like, Williams, Williams and Keenan Allen. They're on the injury report every week. 
Yeah, like, they have, well, they haven't played in forever. Yeah, I, I feel like this is every this is every year. Even when Philip Rivers was there, these guys are always yeah. hurt, man. Like, you know, you just need to move on. And well, they get rid of that team doctor that jabbed Tyrod. Maybe along. that's why they're always hurt. Yeah. That's the guy that tried to kill Tyrod Taylor. Um, all right, Sunday night game. There was that one. The Monday nighter, better than the Sunday night game. Niners on the road to Arizona. Niners are an eight-point road favorite. 60% coming in on uh, the Calamari MVP Cardinals. Mm. Do we know who Calamari? Uh, do we know who's starting? Is Calamari starting? Or is it uh, Chad Colt hanging McCoy? <laughs> I don't know yet. And that's the thing about picking on a Thursday night. Sometimes you just don't know. Well, here's the thing. Whoever's putting the money down here must know more than us, and they're rolling with the uh, Cardinals to cover, so I will follow that. You just love your MVP never going to happen, Calamari. Hey, I had him as the 2020 NFL MVP. 2020 NFL MVP. Feels like a lifetime ago now. He was blowing it up for like nine games that year. Uh, The Niners win the game, but uh, I like what Arizona's done since uh, DeAndre's came back. They're a lot more competitive, obviously. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals to cover. Mm, I uh, like San Francisco to come in here and just beat the brakes off of them. The Cardinals have not looked good uh, in the past few weeks, really. I, I just, I don't know. CMC is getting more acclimated with the role there. I know you want to see more from San Francisco. I think this is where you see more from them. They're going to come in here and put a statement to capitalize on this uh, primetime event. So, uh, I don't know. What, uh, what do I do for a low niner? You're dull digging. She wasn't <laughs> with the bro- there's going in them heels uh, or something like that. Ain't you ever heard that song? What's that? I ain't saying she's a gold digger. Oh, but she ain't messing with no broke calamari. Yep. <laughs> 18 years, 18 years. They got one of you kids, got you for 18 years or something like that. Uh, all right, we can't talk about you no more. He's, he don't even have his shoes to sell. Uh, but that wraps up the week. What week is this? 11? Week 11. Week 11. NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. Make sure... You reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER if you got a problem like us because we got the losing records, but we're trying to right the ship this week. We'll see how it shakes out. All right, just to have a little fun here and wrap up, you know, we, we, we're doing some trivia videos, but, you know, we don't do that when we're feeling crappy and got the crud and all that stuff. So just wanted to kind of get us back in the rhythm here. In the ending of baseball and, and whatnot, I just got down a weird rabbit hole and uh, was looking up attendance. And um, the the Vegas Goldest Knights in hockey in the NHL are the highest uh, average attendance team in all of hockey. I find that hard to believe. First of all, that the Vegas team has more attendance. Well, they did play with a Stanley Cup in their first year of existence, so they probably have a pretty. I, I guess. Well, and the thing is, the Vegas teams have showed that they do have good attendance. You know, because it's. You know, you go to Vegas, you catch a game. Yeah, yeah. and they, they make it like an event out there. Right, you know, right, right. Have you ever seen like their stuff before? It's like, uh, you know, ice capades or something. But anyway, Plus you could run into Wayne Newton. Right. I mean, the Wayne Newton yeah. <laughs> and Chris Angel. My freak. You know. <laughs> so um, my, my question to you is there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight Major League Baseball teams who have worse attendance than the Vegas Knights. All right. So we'll take turns. If you miss one, the other person gets to go with two guesses. So I want to see if you can name all eight of those teams real quick. So, Mr. Brown, you'll start us off. Give me one. Oakland. 
Oakland is last at 9,973 a game, under 10,000. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, 13,927. You guys are one for one each. Miami Marlins. The Marlins are next to last at 11,203. I'm going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. Ah, Mr. Brown gets to go twice. Oh. The Kansas City Royals. They are on the list at 15,974. You got another one? Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates are just a little less at 15,524. So we've gotten Oakland, Miami, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City. There are three teams left. Let's see. <laughs> uh, hmm. Let's roll with the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers are the next team above that in attendance. So they are not in the bottom eight. Okay. You missed again. They are 19,634. Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals are not on the list. So it goes back to Biggie. I don't know what theirs are. Colorado Rockies. The Colorado Rockies. No, no. They have good attendance no matter how shitty they are. They're not on the list. Mm. Three teams. Mm. Cincinnati Reds. It wasn't your turn, but we'll give you credit for Cincinnati. I was going to say, I should get credit for that. 17,447. Mr. Brown, there's two left. Can you name them? Uh, I'm thinking here. Uh, Dang. I'm trying to get around the divisions. What if I told you that one was a playoff team? The... uh, Milwaukee Brewers. No. No, I knew one. They weren't a playoff team either. Oh, they weren't, were they? <laughs> no. No, they fell off. I, I feel like uh, I know who it is. I, I have two guesses, but they're well, both Well, you can wrong. just jump in like Biggie did. Cleveland. Cleveland is okay. the answer at 17,070. I was going to say Cleveland, but then I was like, man, they were good. They have nothing else to root for there. One, one more AL team. Minnesota Twins. No. They always do well. Uh, AL. Somebody, Orioles. It's the Orioles. 70, How could you not go watch the Orioles this year? They were the uh, most, they were the highest out of the group of eight there. So to recap, Oakland, Miami, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, you all have worse attendance than the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Who has existed for three years. Correct. Okay. Damn. So maybe we just need to relocate. Did you see Kansas City's going to build a new stadium? Yeah, finally. That thing looked sweet, man. Yeah. Those renderings and whatnot, that was pretty good shit right there. Uh, well, just uh, to recap and uh, end the show, you know, just some off-topic things. Um, sometimes we like horror movies. You and I watched a movie uh, here that just came uh, out for us to stream here. Yeah. And uh, speaking of sports, though, their marketing during uh, the postseason run for Major League Baseball is fantastic. The movie Smile. That the crazy chick who just sat behind home plate the whole time? Yes. We watched it last night. We both ended up watching it without telling each other. Yeah. Oh, nice. So uh, it's uh, it's not bad. You know, good uh, good way they shot it. You can tell it was low budget, but they did a good job building suspense. The music in it was good. Uh, the premise was good, but I feel like it, it's kind of been done before. It'll get you to jump, though. That's what it, you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that we talked about is uh, it revealed a uh, – your entity in there. And sometimes it's best when you don't see something, you know, like remember yeah. Jaws was so damn terrifying because you never saw the damn shark. You know, yeah. it was you just might the, see the fin. You see the fin, but, but you can't, 
Can't see it all. So same thing. You can see the fin of a entity essentially during this movie. But then when you saw the thing, you're like, eh, eh, it left you a little underwhelming. You know, the buildup's better. Yeah, and the mind working. Yeah, let you know, your mind think. Over time, you say low budget. Are we like original Blair Witch low budget? Oh no, or? no, no. It was like seventeen million. You know, okay. it, it's it was something, but. Uh, for horror movie fans out there, if you've seen It Follows, it's very similar to that. Uh, even the storyline was very similar. Had a little feel of the ring to it, you know. It just you know, it wasn't bad. It's just seven days. Uh, feel like the the story has been done, uh, which you know what hasn't these days. But uh, it's still a good watch. I'd recommend it. I don't know. Not everybody's a horror movie guy, though. You know, you, sometimes people don't want to be scared. That's just you know your your mo, I guess. Uh, but uh, outside of that, I haven't watched really any new movies lately. It's like been nothing. I've just kind of been hanging out, watching uh, just random TV shows at night. That's been about it. So three things I've watched, and it was all in one night. I watched three documentaries back-to-back on MLB Network. One was Mark the Bird Fidrich, which I didn't know his full story was amazing. Um, obviously, Mr. Padre Tony Gwynn. And then the other one was uh, – who was the other one? <sighs> While well, you're thinking, mine uh, that I watched wasn't really sports, but it was about the uh, killer Sally, the bodybuilder. That was pretty Oh, cool. I've seen that on there. That wasn't bad. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other one. Have you seen anything lately, Biggie? The criminal Minds. That's what he watches. Reruns, baby. Reruns the Criminal Minds. How many times can you watch that and be happy? Wow. I'm not happy enough yet. Some of the episodes <laughs> I've only seen like 15 times. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's literally like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, it's just give me is there a Criminal Minds twenty four seven channel? Is that what that is? D Streams oh. only has a Breaking Bad channel. Ah, that's all right. Well, I think that's enough to wrap up the show. We'll uh, send you guys away to say enjoy your Thanksgiving. We won't be here next week because we'll be celebrating the holiday. We'll be back after that. So enjoy. What's your favorite? Like when you're going to Thanksgiving this week, guys. What goes on your plate? Like, you can't fit everything on there. So that first time through, what do you put on your plate? The two things for me that I have to have is mom's stuffing. Okay. Does and she make it? Is it stuffing or dressing? dressing? Dressing. Okay. So, so not made in the mom's table. dressing and then devil eggs. Okay. That's it. That's it. What else is on the plate? That's it. It's just a bunch of stuffing and no, no. Eggs? I mean, there's we. I'm not a big. I'll put a little bit of turkey on there. Okay. White meat or dark meat. Uh, either one. Okay, Dark so you don't really probably. care. You have to put gravy on the turkey. I, I like gravy okay. on there. And then uh, the, the homemade rolls are amazing. Okay. But I got to get some mashed potatoes to dip uh, my roll into gotcha. with gravy. And then she makes some, she got some green beans out of the garden, so that'll be on there. Nice. I see that's that's what I'm looking for. It's orchestrated, it's planned out. There's actually dishes see? that go to well, well together, so you can use them as instruments. I like it. I like all of it. I always kind of like the turkey. I like it on. Thanksgiving, but I always like it more the next day. Cold turkey sandwiches. It does uh, marinate a certain way after it's in the fridge. The dressing also, that's always a must. And then uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. But I like uh, corn casserole too. Corn casserole. See, the problem with some Thanksgiving dinners, you go and then everybody brings all these damn casseroles. But I get filled up just on the turkey, the stuffing, and the mashed potatoes. And I'm pretty good. We like carbs on Thanksgiving for Mm -hmm. sure. So let me ask you both. Cranberries or no? No cranberries. No. I can't. Why? Just why? <laughs> Nobody eats them. They set them on the table. So I saw that there's a report. 
Uh, Thanksgiving dinners are going to cost 18% more this year because of inflation, but cranberries went down in price because of overproduction because no one eats them. Shop at Aldi. They dropped their prices 19%. Hell yeah, I love Aldi's. Yeah. You might not be able to get a 20-pound bird there, but you can get a 15-pounder. It's It'll all good. It'll cook the same. It'll eat the same. All right, what about dessert? What's your Is it, is it pumpkin pie, or do you venture out? I'm, I'm a pecan no. pie. Thanksgiving, I'll do pumpkin pie. That's the only time of year I will. Pecan pie is by far my oh, yeah, favorite. You get some fist that for that one. What about you? Uh, I like Cool Whip with a little bit of pumpkin pie. Cool Whip? Mm-hmm. whip. Cool Whips. Whip. Whip. Yeah. Not, so not the, uh, not the can. Like you got to do the spoon Cool Whip. Correct. Oh, yeah. Mm, now you got to go with the can. The aerosol yeah. can. Nah. 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 No. Old school. That's nah. for different stuff. Old school, nah. bro. No. You yeah. guys are doing it wrong. And then uh, uh, Old Fashioned Cherry Pie. I mean, everyone, we'll just tell your mother we ate it all. Yes. That's apple pie. <laughs> oh, that's right. My bad. All right. Well, guys, that uh, wraps up another episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for uh, letting us invade your ears. And thank you to everyone out there in social media who's been following us. Uh, our Facebook page is now over 100,000 followers. So much love and much appreciation. Uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you after the holidays. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time. And...